Welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, guys? Going good. We're pretty we're, good. We're back to recording the normal way. So if you want to listen to us while we're recording on Wednesday night, you can join our Discord and listen to us. We actually do a voice chat in Discord so that if you want to join, you can do that and interact with us during the show. Would would Tony Hawk's uh, Smash Bros. stage just be like a half pipe or would it be like one of those moving ones that goes around a skate park? Ooh. Presumably that one warehouse from Pro Skater 2. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I think you could do something interesting where you could have both. Like, play around with how stages work, you know? I think, so, uh, did you ever play Tony Hawk's American Wasteland? No. Okay, so Tony Tony Hawk's American Wasteland was all about this weird storyline of building up this um, skate park on this big hill. And so I think it would be in that. It would be in Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. So you like, you would do quests for people, and then you would unlock building stuff in the the big. There skate is no park world where I could imagine that the representation from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater would come from that game that no one um, knows about. Okay, mm. uh, I mean it was one of the more popular ones. I mean, I fine. knew of it, just didn't um, play it. So, yeah, it would be a half pipe. That's fair. It would be a half pipe. And then maybe they would have weird alien stuff happen. Because there was some weird alien stuff in Tony Hawk. Imagine the soundtrack for those levels. Yeah. That'd be oh. nice. One of, one of his alternate skins would be Bam Margera. Oh, man. Not, not current Bam. Not <laughs> not, not current Bam. Um, old Bam. Uh, yeah. Classic Bam. Classic Bam. And... Ugh. Retro bam, if you put, will. Put Don Vito in Smash. Um, <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about. Ugh. So we are going to talk about the news first, because Maybe. Seth has finally beaten The Last of Us Two, and well, he look, wants... I beat it like a, over a week ago. I right, just... right, right. Finally. <laughs> more like, I, more yeah, like I'm <laughs> finally here to talk about it. It's. It's that you're here to talk about it. You and had to collect your We're thoughts. so glad that you're back, Seth. And we are glad you're back. And honestly, I'm 50-50 of whether I actually want to talk about it, but I do feel <laughs> obligated to. Yes. Yeah, you've got to report you, back. You have to. So um, the, the discourse demands it, Seth. <laughs> so. The discourse demands it, and the discord demands it. Yeah. And the, so, discord, the discourse demands discord. True. The Discord demands discourse. Oh my gosh. All right. We're done. We're done. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the news first. That, so if you have not beat it yet, you will be able to not listen to the second half of the show and get the spoilers from Seth. Because I'm sure in his discussion of the game, he's going to get into some of them and how it made him feel. Mm. So as a courtesy Something to you, like the that. listener, we are going to push that to the, to the end of the show. So let's yeah. talk about the news. Let's talk about this news. We got some uh, Ubisoft Forward was the sort of the long-awaited e- event. <laughs> yeah, the long-awaited Ubisoft event. E3 event. 
and uh, it, it landed differently for some people, I think. Uh, what did you guys think of it overall before we get into the details? Uh, I, I liked it enough. It, I, I think th- I, I like this showcase from Ubisoft better than some of the previous years, like when they w- would showcase at E3. I think this was a lot more direct and it didn't have any, it didn't have as much super, uh, super, ugh, unnecessary. Superfluous. Yes. And I just decided to not try and say it after yeah, two that, mess ups. Using unnecessary. That word was a bit superfluous. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I think it was a lot more focused uh, this this year. So I think it was a better watch for me personally. And also we got more AC Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion, which I was very thankful for. I've been waiting an entire year for more Watch Dogs. So, good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It it worked for me a little bit. I I think maybe... I'm realizing that this, we can get more into it, but the structure for the new Watch Dogs is maybe not one that I'm super excited about. That's fair. And so we'll see. But I, 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 I'm I, like you. Sure, it was nice that there was not a ton of extra stuff, but they also made sure to tell you at the end that there's going to be another Ubisoft forward. So that's where all the extra stuff is going to be. That's mm. where... Game Freak style. Uh, yeah, I, it's Game Freak style or uh, like Microsoft did where they did a third part. This is this was, you know, I can affectionately call it their, uh, this was their open world showcase. And the, the next one will be maybe different experiences, whether it's a Nintendo game. Because um, who knows what Davide Soliani is working on. Bold and, of you to think that Ubisoft has games that are other than, that, that aren't open world experiences. That's, yeah. That's also true. You know, I I kind of had hope because, you know, Ubisoft Fool. announced like, <laughs> hey, you know, we've got to really rethink the way we do things because maybe our games aren't landing the right way anymore. And this was after Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Breakpoint, yeah. And so I thought maybe maybe there'd be a little bit of change. I don't think – I, I, I wasn't suspecting such – a quick turnaround that maybe you were hoping for. Yeah, and that, that's I think that's it'll be like thing. another year well, or two. Yeah. That's probably the next cycle because these games were already being made. Yeah. So, Seth, what did you think? Uh, we can we'll we'll kick it to you and also get into the details with you. Hmm. Well, I think it. You know, it was it was what it was. Um, I think it serves to further highlight how all major Ubisoft games are basically the same experience um I think it it was also sort of it wasn't like super exciting for me but it was also sort of the the whole thing is clouded by this the 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 recent spate of allegations of like abuse and harassment going on in major and UB, major Ubisoft studios from major executives in those studios and then the subsequent like uh firings and resignations of a bunch of prominent people um, I mean the the head that creative are like, guy of Valhalla was one yeah, of them yeah so like major directorial and creative voices on these games are one no longer working on those games and are not with the company anymore and also they were kind of uh, scumbags 
Um, to and say so the least. <laughs> that sort of puts the uh, it sort of changes for people who are aware of it. It so it can it sort of changes the whole. Um, I don't know the the there's, it it sort of looms over this over the whole presentation as something that wasn't said and they like released yeah. a a statement beforehand saying that like since it was pre-recorded they weren't actually going to be saying anything about this stuff during their uh event which is kind of bs because they could just record it's, something and yeah stick it right in the front of it, it but was of so course flimsy yeah i mean and this was intentional because they don't they do not benefit uh by highlighting this at right and right before a bunch of um like what is essentially a bunch of advertisements for for games that they want you to spend money on yeah so i don't know it's just kind of you know it it it, it wasn't a super exciting experience by itself and then you add that on top of that and and also like some of the specifics of uh certain games also sort of made me at least raise an eyebrow yeah one thing that that seems to and uh, i hear from some people occasionally in my disc like talking to people about video games like yeah um sometimes marianne will ask me like what you you seem to pay attention to some things that in gaming that other people don't and like the more the majority of people will not know that Ubisoft fired these people. Yeah. Which is why it is kind of important not fired some of them in this weird sort of like you know if they're going down we're going down with them sort yeah, of resignation. Of grotesque solidarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and what's really disgusting and uh, we'll get into it a little bit I guess is that those people are HR. So those people that resigned some of them were HR, the people that are supposed to be protecting employees. And they were like, nah, we're, we're with these people that abused you, yeah. which is unequivocally terrible. The, and, uh, the secret to that, David, is that HR is not actually not designed I, to protect employees. It is designed I, to protect employers. I understand. We don't. I Trust me, I'm with you a million percent on that. Um, and so I'll, I'll explain, like... At the end of the day, it's important to know these things. And so if you're asking why we're, why this is clouding our view of a game, and it's like because this is – it's why we think about crunch when we think of a game. Yeah. It's why – like this stuff is – it's all wrapped up in it. It's a – it's – you know, it's why people start to be disenfranchised with movies and stuff when – some directors or actors decide are bad people and it makes you view art in a different way. You know, this type of stuff is going to shade the way we view things. So yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, it's very infuriating that, you know, Eve Guillermo showed up at the end of this thing in it's a webcam Guillermo. video. We've gone over this before. Yeah. It's not Guillermo. Guillermo. No, there's no R. <laughs> oh, that's right. Man, I'm terrible. He's, he's French. He's not. Yeah. He's not Spanish. <laughs> yeah, um, that's my apologies to him. Uh, but also, it ended with him on a webcam video, 
how hard would it have been for him to put a two-minute bumper in front of this thing addressing this? Yeah. It wouldn't and have been, but they can just easily hand they can hand wave it away with like a little tweet, and yeah. then and look at this cool people trailer. don't talk about yep. it anymore. In some yeah. time passing before the next Ubisoft forward, and I mean this is not to say that the removal of these kind of horrendous people within their company is 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 not a good thing. Um, no, removal. because it is. Great. Get, um, get them out. But, yes, but outing them like, both socially and uh what's a for, for yeah physically from the workplace is a very good thing and i'm 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 glad that it happened solely for the fact that like it is bringing to light these wrongs and the people that committed them you know it just sucks that it happened in the first place like in a in a better world it would not have happened but it did happen and it needs to be acknowledged yeah so with that seth um do you want to talk about what was announced during this thing yeah um so the the obviously the the, the first thing and arguably the biggest part of this, well, I guess it depends. For me, at least, the biggest deal was was the first thing that was what they showed off right off the bat, which was uh, finally more um, more from Watch Dogs Legion. Um, we saw a, a really cool cinematic trailer. Um, yeah, they called it a short film. Yeah, uh, I mean it was it had, a trailer. The, the yeah. art, the art style was straight up into the Spider Verse yeah, yeah, type stuff. That was, we, it's clear like that's that was what it, they were aiming for. It was so cool um, looking, and it had David and I thinking that like, oh man, like they switched up the art style for the game. They had to have. Yeah, then... it was. That was definitely a weird moment because like when they showed up actual stuff of the game, you're like, oh wait a minute, this yeah. doesn't. The trailer was cool, but. It's not actually what the game looks like. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. Which one day we'll get to the level of hardware power that you'll be able to run a game using the Spider-Verse uh, um, graphics. But I don't think one that's... One day. I'm so excited for I don't that. Think that's even, I don't think that's possible at all right now. Um, one day, though. So, yeah, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, uh, they gave us a release date. Uh Again, it's a game. I'm incredibly skeptical that this game will come out this year. So we'll see. But it's uh they gave us a release date of October 29th. Um, the trailer and the stuff they showed. Supposed to be out in April. Yeah. So this is it's got a massive delay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and wee bit. I think it it seems to have some sort of rework. Um. Because uh, from stuff that I've read and heard people talk about, there's some, there are some, I don't know if tonal is the right word, but there are some like themes which were in previously previous gameplay demos from E3 last year that uh, do not appear to be in the gameplay um, at this point. Uh, so, and, and that's interesting. So, um, I don't know exactly... Well, I do know how I feel about it. This actually, this trailer actually left me kind of more down on the game um, mm. than I had previously been. 
Um, and especially how it was followed up by different people talking about it. Um, a lot of people who played it, because Ubisoft like had uh, did remote demos for journalists uh, in, um, in in advance of this, so a lot of people played Watch Dogs Legion for like I think like four hour chunks, um, and were able to talk about it. Uh, I think there's some cool stuff like the whole play as anyone thing. It seems like it could be a cool gimmick in a way for you to kind of own the narrative um but i don't i still am skeptical that it is um going to be better than like a specific like a, a handcrafted character yeah um and it, it was just it, weird that like certainly aiden pierce was terrible uh <laughs> but they came back with Watch Dogs 2 and had this really good cast of characters um that were like one of the strongest points of the game and then to then go around and do the exact opposite to where there are none of those characters seemingly yeah um there's all, i don't know it's it's, it's almost it's like strange. there's no cast yeah <laughs> um i don't know that i i think there are there are certainly storylines for the characters i remember reading something that there are like 12 character archetypes um, of, of like the the mission lines that they go on. Um, yeah. So there's certainly going to be some um, crafting of of story for the characters in that. But it, it's 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 I don't I don't know. It's just kind of a bummer that despite the potential of it, that this is the the route they're going. I I my big hope when they delayed it was that they were reworking it to make it make there be a main cast of characters and then this kind of um proc gen stuff is built on top of it but it seems that is not the case um i also so the the setting of the game worries me a bit um be, not not the fact that it's in london but just <laughs> kind <was> of <laughs> um although a lot of people have i've seen a lot of people talk about how this uh, appears to be a game uh about like a game based in london made by people who have never actually been to london um which a lot of people felt that way about their representation of chicago too yeah Um, uh so i don't so so that's weird uh i also there's this weird thing this i i don't know what why is like it's weird how there's how this game and assassin's creed are both kind of matching up in the areas that they are um that they're based in but i'm sure that has nothing to do with anything um but i just think like the it's we're in a very different place like societally than we were in uh during the e3 reveal of this last year where we could kind of look at these um this the the this sort of um oppressive police state and at least kind of hand wave it away as as a just a, a kind of um thing that they can base their game around um and you can move with your character through these protests and 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 fight back against the machine or whatever 
Um, but now, like, <laughs> that stuff is literally yeah. physically happening in the streets. Yeah. And it's, I think, unintentionally, I think Ubisoft hit a little too close to home, and it's probably going to be to the detriment of this game. Um, yeah. Because the and because they also make this huge deal about their games being apolitical, um, <laughs> and yeah, the makers and, of Far Cry Five. Um, um, but I think it's true, and that the problem is that they you they will take these kind of political ideas and just sort of turn them into playgrounds for you to go around and shoot in. Um, so they the, they're they're willing to reference them but never engage with them so they are apolitical in that sense but at the same time they are still using these ideas to create settings and um and so like there's still gonna there's still stuff that is going to be said just because just by nature of the stuff being in yeah i was, the game. I was gonna ask like how far can you actually say your games are apolitical when you're putting these are cops. I don't care what you tell me. Yeah. Like, I know in my brain, you can tell me I'm projecting that, but you put that in there, you just took the word cop out and put the word Albion security force yeah. in. And, like, it's weird. It's weird that they use these political sort of things as, like you said, they use them as scenes, but they... Yeah, they're they, just they like just... they're basically background details right. in in this world that for you to go around and, and shoot people in. Um <laughs> Yeah. And as much fun as it has been in the past, it doesn't it's like I said, I think it's hewing a little too close to reality right now. Um yes. and also like the other thing about Watch Dogs 2 is it was so much more like it was a lot brighter and a lot more like i don't know i guess optimistic or playful um and that seems like another area where they've just kind of gone in completely the other direction on um yeah this world in legion looks very harsh yeah and just oppressive all the time I, I didn't play Watch Dogs 2, but I do remember seeing trailers and showcases and stuff. And, like, you're right. It was, a, like, the world and the characters se seemed like they were having fun and that there was, like, like you said, some optimism there. But <laughs> Legion is the hard opposite of that already. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I'm definitely at a mixed point for this. I'm probably still going to end up playing it because I personally really like enjoy the the gameplay stuff that they offer in this um and even though some of the previews that i've read it's it seems to be more of the same from previous games and uh you know if some people will like it other people will not um but i i'm i kind of like that stuff and especially because of the the sort of procedural stuff i think it it's enough for me to get interested but um I don't know. It was kind of this at least was a bit of a I don't know if if I can say it was a disappointment cuz I was I really had no expectations of anything from this game <laughs> cuz I was already a bit skeptical of it um and I still am skeptical that it actually releases this year. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I that's, I'm not like super hyped for this game right now. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's kind of hard to be. That's fair. Um, so they they talked about Far Cry Six or no? That's later. Um, they no, did the, Watch Dogs so, Legion first. Right. Then they did uh the they I talked guess about the next, Hyperscape. The next big thing, yeah, was Hyperscape. Um, I I don't. This hasn't been. This wasn't out already, right? No, it's. It got I, leaked. It got yeah, leaked okay. last so it got week leaked. that Ubisoft is doing one, and then the private beta happened a couple it, within it the last two week, weeks ago, and then the open beta started this week, the day of the conference. Yes. Yeah. So this is like. It's is fresh. It, is it a is it a shooter or is it a battle royale? It's both. It's a third okay. person yeah. battle royale shooter. First person. Is it first? Yes. Believe me, I've watched enough footage. (laughs) Okay, so it's... Yeah, it is first person. But I mean, what I mean to say is, like, is this... Is this Apex or is it Titanfall? Like, I I couldn't tell based on, like, the gameplay. Gotcha. No, that's not... I'm talking about, Uh, is it a bunch of people dropped into a huge arena or is it a small amount of people that can respawn in a small arena? Oh. It's... I believe you can if I, respawn if, if I, you fight your way back. Yeah, if I if I read Again, what I watched not what correctly, I'm I am asking is yes, m- lots of people, big arena. It's okay. battle royale, but that that arena is sectioned off into some smaller portions of the map that, like, instead of having like a ring system like a regular battle royale like Apex, uh, the sections in the map like all the buildings and stuff like there's a countdown timer that eventually they will all just disappear. Hmm. And I don't know if there's like any like damage you would take like if you were in a storm or something. Yeah, I'm sure I, you would. I haven't. No, the so the level falls out. Yeah, it's like, not. It's oh, not so a close. Like, yeah, yeah, I think you just die. It's a. Oh. I I could be wrong, um, but it there's so yeah the level falls out and you can die. Um, right. So this is a so this is a br. Yes. The other thing is a that uh, it is uh, the setting. The story of this game is just Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially, like it's it's a carbon copy, which is um, appropriate because Ready Player okay. Two is coming out in November. So that's a thing. The the book, yeah. Oh, okay. it's gonna be great. So <laughs> it's not gonna be my, great. My just problematic you know my problematic now. fave problematic fave is Ready Player One. So I, I but it was really funny to me, and I'm it's. I, I think everyone on the internet came to this like to realization the at the same time that you're yeah. that, like they were talking about the story. It's like, wait a minute, this is just Ready Player <laughs> One, and like I had the thought, and I was I was glad that I went to Twitter and saw everyone else saying it, and, because and it's it's not it's not really even trying to differentiate from that at all. Yeah, it's an overwhelming sense of deja vu <laughs> across thousands, <laughs> millions of people. <laughs> So, uh, it seems hopefully, like hopefully some... one of the the zones in the map is base is the house from The Shining or the hotel. <laughs> so it it does seem like it's gonna have some cool Twitch integrations and stuff. Like the people watching can directly affect the map, Seth. So like they can turn the gravity down or, um, you know, make you have more health than you usually would have. 
like the depending on the section you're in it can affect that area of the map yeah so it looks interesting yeah that's a cool little twist i feel like in practice it'll probably be a lot more annoying than it is compelling um at least for the normal player i think it, it would be cool for like uh, obviously games like these are designed with uh poten- esports potential in mind um and i think right. that would be that would that that would be something that was cool that like you're watching like high level players do this against it's, each other I, and you ha- can have an impact and i i'm only saying this cuz i Marianne and i she revealed that she had never seen the last two hunger games movies and so we Same. just watched them all so I think that this is kind of the biggest, the closest, and I could be wrong, oh, embodiment yeah. of the Hunger Games, like because the map. Wait, but has wasn't different... there that one that one battle royale? That I remember a trailer for it that it was it was basically the Hunger Games, and I don't remember what it was called. Uh, man, and yeah. it, remember that? I think it was like Microsoft, and they had they brought was out it some the like Shoutcaster. Uh, yeah, yeah, they brought they out had some... the Shoutcaster. What battle? I can't remember. Yeah, There's yeah no way I, re- I'm I remember, it. The, remember it. the name is eluding all of us, but I, I do know what you're talking about. So we'll figure it out. That uh, after, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. I need to know now because I would like to play it. Because because in my head, while it's I'm pretty, watching, it's probably likely that that game is already out. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely in early access if it hasn't had a full release yet, or it got abandoned. You know possible e3 baby yeah so, uh next they talked about uh assassin's creed valhalla which yeah uh yeah it looks cool i'm i'm still hesitant to be excited about this game i because i did not like odyssey's combat that much uh i really couldn't get a hold of it and honestly i just was like i'm not I'm not in the space right now where I want to fight myself to learn this combat system, so I just stopped playing. Yeah, so. it looks a lot. Um, it, it's it's it looks a lot like Valhalla, or or it looks like it does. It looks a lot like Valhalla because that's what. It is. But it does <laughs> yes. look a lot like Odyssey. I've read some stuff that um, the combat seems to be moving in like moving. It's not exactly the same. Um, it's certainly based off the same stuff, but it's kind of moving in a more of the a Witcher three direction. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean, that may not I, bode well for my enjoyment I hate of the game. To, I hate to say that this is the like the first AC game that I'm gonna skip, but honestly, it just it left this kind of sour taste in my mouth. And knowing that this game is just as large, um, I don't know. These it's games tough. are too big. Yes, and especially because like the like the setting is sort of interesting, but it it doesn't have the kind of I don't know. It's it's the the stuff that they are building this game around does not really like grab me like it like other Assassin's Creed games have see what's frustrating is it did to me at first and now we have a November 17th launch date which is two days before something I'm really looking forward to like like I'm super excited for cyberpunk yep and 
That game is going to be like three times the size of this game. Just FYI. I know. Yeah. I know. No, I'm aware. <laughs> but I'm more. I'm way more interested in what Cyberpunk is going to have to say than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to choose to play. I'm not going to be able to play both of them right out the gate because I'm going to have them both on the same system. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm going to pick Cyberpunk. And that sucks that they had to come out so close together. Because you know what would be great is if Watch Dogs Legions came out around when it said it was going to. Or even a little bit later. Yeah. Like, I'm talking summer oh later. Gosh. Yeah. Because right now we're hitting this drought. Right after, right after Ghosts and Mario drops. We don't have anything for a couple of months, seemingly. Yep. So... If these games had come out when they were supposed to and not been pushed, the timeline would have been a lot. It would have been a lot more more manageable. manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a million dollars. So, moving up again. All right. So, it's, I don't know. Also, the fact that they're bringing back numbered gear still kills me. Yeah. Like, I get that that's where they're going with Assassin's Creed, but that is not where I wanted to go. And maybe I'll just get my Assassin's Creed fix from Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> so who knows? Um, what do you, I don't know, maybe you said it and I missed it, Seth. What do you think about them sticking with this RPG format still? Like, especially uh, since this is still before we don't have a Templar order to be fighting against. Well, look, I don't think they are ever going to make another Assassin's Creed game. Um, within Ever. like the same like time, like in 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 the same like area of modernity that like AC one and two and and three, three, three um, yeah. like we're certainly never getting a present day one. But I don't think they're going to make an Assassin's Creed game again with Templars in well, it. Well, the present day one is Watch Dogs. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it is. I know. But, um, <laughs> it is, but it isn't. So, because I don't think that, like, they, I think they purposely want to move in a gameplay direction away from those things, and I don't think there's any way at this point they could reconcile the story stuff. Um, so we're just not going to see any of the. We're not going to see the Templars. Um, we're going to see whatever the whoever the bad guy, the the Templar predecessors were in in, in Origins or in. Um, Odyssey. Yeah, and that's just kind of how it is. So I, I'm. I mean, I have mixed feelings about that. I would rather them go back, and I would rather them be in the kind of um. The the worlds of the older games. Um. It's it's weird to me, like that. I think they they made a big deal of bring about bringing back the social stealth, so where like you can walk in a in a group of people and the guards can't see you or you can just do like random stuff on the street to hide from people um when like nothing about this game seems like that would be an organic part of it and they're it seems like they're more just bringing it back because people have been asking for it um because it's not really about like being hiding in cities anymore uh because everything is so sprawling and and set apart from each other um, I I don't gameplay wise I don't think that stuff is to the detriment of the game I don't I don't know that it makes it better, um but it's just a different choice and I think it 
Um, it's kind of the 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 size of the game kind of necessitates it. Um, like you have to have constant progression in the stuff that you're getting if your game is going to be this large. Yeah. I get it, I guess. It doesn't mean that I want it, though. Yeah. Yeah. But. Like, I certainly. I, I guess would, it's uh, cool that we're getting a knife rope. And I guess they, they said that the Assassin's Blade is going to be a one-hit kill again. So Yeah, so that's another thing. They, they, they do seem to be trying to bring back, at least mechanically, some of the old stuff and make it fit within the RPG loot-based world that they uh that they are transitioning to which i think is cool um i think if you can you can take the stuff that was good from the old stuff and mix it with the stuff that is good in the new games then that'll just make the game better um but i don't think that for me that won't mitigate many of the issues that i have with it yeah um so also kind of part of this um we got to go and we got a small trailer. You could call this a reveal trailer. There's no gameplay in this thing. Nope. For Far Cry. We could call it the HBO trailer. Um, because yes. that first 30, 40 seconds yes. looked like an HBO show. Yes, it was a, like a, it, premier telev- a premier television like opening. Yeah. Uh, for, for Far Cry 6, which is set on the island of Yara. The and island of not Cuba. The island of yep. not Cuba, Cuba. And you are um, definitely not uh, Fidel Castro. Or yeah. the villain isn't. Uh, you'll uh, probably inevitably be fighting against him. I'm curious if you are going to be his son or not. Yeah, so that's... Man, that's something I thought of in the trailer. Like, like the So the whole trailer was um, focused around like uh, this terrible dictator like it, it it said there's all these riots going on in the street um and there's this dictator who is uh portrayed by uh john carlo esposito um and he's talking he, he hands his son this grenade and is teaching him these lessons about how uh he that it is their duty to keep like this strict grip on society for their own good um and then the end of it is kind of <laughs> like he the the John Carlo Esposito, he tells the son to basically chuck a, a live grenade into a crowd of people. Yes, they don't really I, show if he does it. And um, I want to quickly note that at, when John Carlo Esposito gives this kid this grenade, he he hands it to him and he says, hold on to it tight, and he pulls the pin. And yes. he starts explaining, like, okay, you don't have to worry yet, <laughs> but this will explode. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, Which is it, a I, I'm curious move. if if the if the kid ends up being the character, or, or if he becomes like, um, or if he is going to be on the side of the bad guy. Uh, it's weird. So this game was um, accidentally leaked on the PlayStation <laughs> Store, I think. Is Far like Cry the box Six going to make you kill a kid? Who the, ooh, log in uh, to find out? Exciting. You've probably done it, but I mean, you probably had to kill kids before in it. Um, yeah, that's true. So the box art of this was leaked on the PlayStation Store, and they and they showed Giancarlo Esposito and and the son, uh, who I guess his name is Diego, um, but people immediately there was like some theories going on because uh, of the way 
some of some of the designs on the character's face um there there was some a speculation that he was going to be Voss from Far Cry 3. 3 yeah um because they do look quite similar um and they both have like this at least one distinctive scar uh in the exact same place um but it appears like that's not going to be the case so uh that's unfortunate so that would have been something interesting especially if you were playing as him um but it looks like that is not the case and instead that actually Ubisoft just likes they they basically all of their characters kind of look the same in the yeah. end. Um I don't know. So there's this one other thing in the trailer that I like immediately like my brain fired on like I absolutely know what that is. So a lot of the uh a lot of the 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 imagery in the trailer is of like um, basically crop dusters dropping this kind of red gas, uh, and 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 it's basically and it's used as kind of like an artistic device, um, just to make the trailer look cool. But it immediately made me remember the terrible like whatever um, that the 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 poppy smoke or whatever that was oh, in no. Far Cry 5 oh, that, no. that made your character go unconscious and forced <sighs> into a story mission. And I was no, like, yep, no. that's what that's going to be. 100%. No. That sounds bad. I didn't play 5, but that sounds really dumb. Did you it not listen? was really you, dumb. You should go back and listen to me and Seth talk about Far Cry 5. You should. There's, there's at least like three episodes of us just hate just like <laughs> lamenting we it. hate played that game man we hate played it so much that's rough uh and the thing is we had to experience it together which so better they, together than alone so no 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 not in this case i mean yes but it was better but so, not uh, because of like in spite of the game and not because yeah. of it yeah so the they did mention that there's going to be a co-op component a two-player component to this game uh, will it actually be real co-op this will time, it though? actually be real co-op because for instead of you just we... dropping into the other player's world so me and seth started the game together and then so this is how it worked in far cry 5 you start the game you can get someone in and then once they're in their progress doesn't advance in their game oh when they're playing gosh. with you. So Seth went to play by himself and, he had to do and realized, all. oh no, I'm at the beginning of the game, so I'm just going to have to play with you the entire time we play. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah, we did. Yeah, it was a, we it did was, it. It was a certain time. Congrats um, to you and, guys, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, but also, this is another example of Ubisoft who they say that they aren't making games that have political messages. Um, and yet they place you you're you're being placed on an island that is being uh overrun by this fascist dictator yep uh, and and they have the nerve to be like no this isn't political it's just a video game um <laughs> yeah i don't know i'll talk about this at the end of the show i don't necessarily think that these games are obligated to have a message but uh, at the same like you can't like really have it both ways. You can't place the character in this kind of political, politically charged situation with these uh, very explicit um, 
uh, like signifiers of stuff in the real world and then also say no this game isn't actually about anything uh here's some guns go shoot some people yeah uh, so it's yeah it, it, uh, it an interesting presentation um mixed feelings abound um but we get another movie saw forward yeah so yeah we'll see what they have to do in that one um before we move off Ubisoft, though, there was another like little Ubisoft-related thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we all remember uh, fondly Skull <clears throat> and Bones, the game that was, you know, the, the what if just the pirate parts of Assassin's Creed 4. Which, um, for one of us, is less fondly remembering yes. it. <laughs> uh, a lot of people like the, the, the ship stuff. And I remember when that game came out, people were like, "Wow, what if this was just a pirate game?" Yeah. Um, what if they just so made Ubi- that? Ubisoft again? heard that. It's like, "Hey, we'll make that." Uh, and they <laughs> and revealed then announced it, and it then, like four or five years later. <laughs> yeah, and then it kind of went in the dark. Yeah. Um, it came out this week that the game has apparently been rebooted uh, internally by the developers and is now going to be a kind of live game or a ser- games as a service type game yeah um, whatever that means for that game i don't know uh it's it, it's it seems pretty clear that the the concept of the game was not really enough for them to build a full game off of <laughs> and so uh, they, they 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 may have been struggling a little bit to figure out what to do here but it appears we will still not hear any more from that game for probably another couple of years yeah, and when we do, it'll be a live game, which will be... That's apparently where they're shifting it to, to, you know... Hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know I already dodged a bullet. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, Ubisoft... Uh, there was also the Devolver Direct... Um, the big thing for me from that is that Fall Guys is coming out August 4th, and I'm super excited for that. Um, going to be getting that. All my friends are getting it on PC, so I'm going to get it on PC. But that's basically the, like, 60-player doofy wipeout game mm. where you're this little ooblet thing that's yep. going to be, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, it's a battle royale, but it's wipeout, and I, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. Give it to me. That's a good description. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, also there was a elevator pitch, a, a trailer for this game called Elijah, which I thought looked pretty cool. Yeah, that was out that day. Yeah, I think it's out now. No, so uh, I, I know that the gate. I'm I explicitly remember it being in the trailer that it was out today, but I don't think it's actually out. Wait, hmm. hold on. <laughs> Was this one of those fake games? <laughs> it, I guess no. it's, I guess it's, I don't know. It's definitely not out on Switch. Hmm. Um, even though I swear that the trailer intimated that it was out today, but uh, it's, it, it's possible. I guess there's a demo that is out on Steam, but that game is not out it's funny because when you search elijah out now there's like game rant articles and other things with like it's out now but i apparently they didn't tell everyone they're out now um 
Yeah. Okay, some of the articles are saying, like, that said it's out now, but the files aren't on shops for some reason. So. <laughs> yeah. So the game is not out. So, like, so no one I was excited the when the trailer said the that. And then it's not out. So I don't know what the deal is with that. But it looked cool. Yeah. It had yeah a, in it, our hearts. It, it had a very, like, Dead Cells-looking uh, art style. Yes. The, and it's the, got a guy with, like, a magic harpoon. So mm, it looks sick. Cool. The other thing in it was that Carry On is coming to Game Pass. Yep. And it's coming soon, which that game looks kind of neat and weird. Uh, carry On. Um, not Carry On. Carry On. Carry On. You know. Uh, and Suda51 was playing No More Heroes on for the about street. Yeah, for about we two seconds. We saw a little seconds. bit more of it. Yep. Him Phil Spencer was good. on there. Background. It was weird. There's a lot of weird cameos in there. Yes. Um, Phil has been popping definitely... up in a lot of... He yeah. showcases lately. He was in the Ubisoft. He was, he one was in too. Ubisoft. Yeah. Yep. Trying so to. He's, he's he's making ex- the rounds. Extend the olive branch to I, the gamers. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he show up in this uh, Nintendo Direct that is for sure not happening next week. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised even though, if even though everyone thinks the, it will. In the everyone? Xbox showcase later this month. <laughs> yeah, he'll at least be at the Xbox One probably. Allegedly. Uh, I yeah that that July twentieth direct that's not happening. I don't even fully <laughs> want to talk about that because yeah. I just whatever. Uh, if it's happening, I'll see a date and I'll believe it. But whatever. Um, Avengers beta. There's going to be another war table for some unknown reason. And war the, table. And the beta dates are seventh for PlayStation pre order. Uh, four August seventh for PlayStation pre order. August fourteenth for Xbox and PC pre-orders and then august 21st for open beta and they said it's going to be a hefty demo with a little bit of everything in the game that's good to hear i'm only hoping it's not as hefty of a demo as destiny one's demo which i don't know (laughs) if anyone remembers i do but that that demo was dope that demo lets you play all the way through the dagum moon which is half of the game yes (laughs) so that was Need weird me, need me some more demos like that i remember playing it i'm like oh man this is a lot but maybe the game is going to be way longer no no well not, it was way no. longer but just not the story wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah not the story part so uh other than that i we, can't i i'm excited to see how what they show that makes me even cooler on this game <laughs> it's amazing to think that if if crystal dynamics had literally just announced this game and then never showed it i would be like i would probably i would probably be buying it day one just based on curiosity yeah well just based on like how much i love the tomb raider games and the the fact that it's an avengers game i'd be like yeah i'll i'll play this uh but with every little bit that they show i'm like nope there's no way i'm getting it getting it that's a. Uh, I've yeah. downgraded it from twenty to it's a fifteen dollar Black Friday game. Wow. I'm. It might get to ten. We'll see. Um, the more they talk about it, like Seth said. <laughs> so, let's see. Um, Dragon's Dogma anime was surprise announced. It's coming in September. Woo! It looks like it's being. There's just a poster, but yeah. it's a similar art style to the Castlevania. So it might be the same team. Who knows. Uh, but everyone loves Dragon's Dogma. I've almost bought it on the Switch a bunch of times because of people that love it, and it's yeah, always on too. sale. Yep. So I just have decided not to jump into that kind of RPG on a whim. That's fair. 
Um, yeah, that's a game that uh, it seems like it'd be pretty large. So talking about RPGs, uh, uh, it was announced today that Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, the remake that's coming out, will not have multiplayer in it for development reasons. So <laughs> it will have, I guess, online multiplayer. Like you'll be able to play with someone online. It appears that there there will not be like split screen multiplayer and Ooh. on a single console and there also won't be like local Land. multiplayer. Boo. So like no like connecting one switch to another one uh unless you're doing it over Wi-Fi. It's very strange. Um the stuff that I've read from Twitter it seems to be that like the the integration of the Game Boy Advance so if for anyone who never played this game or wasn't even alive at the time um <laughs> Which this is game very possible yeah on on the re- it released for the Nintendo GameCube the only way to play multiplayer on this was to have multiple people who owned a Game Boy Advance and also the Game Boy Advance to Nintendo GameCube like link cable it pulled um, up four swords right so that was the only way to play multiplayer and i guess because of the way like that was integrated and how all of your character information was like displayed on the game boy advance like they just could not figure out a way to do it um and i don't know like they just could i guess they just couldn't reconcile how to make it work (laughs) without it like in a local space i don't know it's very strange darn very strange yeah but yeah the the reason that they gave was like for development reasons is we can't do this because of development reasons it's a weird reason i think it's the first time i've heard that yeah so for development reasons yeah it's a big it's a it's definitely a bummer i honestly bring back the game boy ubi ubisoft (laughs) is gonna take a a note out of their book when it comes to explaining why watchdogs legion is is uh delayed for development reasons development reason reason. i mean yeah that is a reason to Um, delay a game so the i mean it's generally the only reason exactly um the the last bit of news that we have is this lego nes set uh which is kind of just a fun little thing it's 230 dollars and it looks bonkers yeah it's Um, like uh it's like regular Lego bricks. You can build the old NES and also a CRT TV with like a moving Mario uh, one Display. world <laughs> one, one track. Yeah. Uh, Which is the most insane thing to me. Cause you like rotate it with a, with a, what's it called? I don't even know how. Yeah. To... Like a lever, like yeah. you spin the thing, a crank. So you spin the crank and the Legos, I don't know how the Legos move. They're, they're magic. Pretty, yeah, dark magic. <laughs> so that's kind of neat. Yeah, it's definitely really cool looking. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. Uh, but it also it is like 230 bucks. So Yeah. Enjoy it from afar. Yes. Um, and, and it has don't... full integration with the Mario Lego, which, again, is like $70 by itself. Yeah, which is already expensive. <laughs> yeah. Don't, uh, don't do an impulse purchase. And, man... There's a bunch of Legos I've almost impulse purchased, Ooh. and yeah, man, save your money, 
plan when to buy it. Yeah. Uh, or just don't. Wait or just for them don't. to release yeah. the Super Nintendo. I'm pretty sure the only way that <laughs> the only way that this will be purchased is on an, an impulse buy. Yeah. Um, but it with, looks really cool. Uh, was there any other news you wanted to get at Seth before we jump? To... Uh, I don't. I don't think so. All right. So with that, we are going to be right back after the break. And we're back. Hopefully during the break you were going on all the social media and checking us out at Suplex the Sticks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, if you want to, you can go to our website, suplexthesticks.com, and check out any articles or uh, new episodes on there or revisit some old ones as well. On there, there's a link to all of our social as well as our Discord, which you can listen to us when we record this on Wednesday night, um, we recorded in a discord chat, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show. And you can also talk to us during fun things like that Ubisoft event. So we tried to be active in the chat whenever stuff like that is happening. So we'll definitely be in there on July 23rd when the Microsoft event is happening. So it'll be a good time. So, all right. I, didn't play too much new. I started playing Halo Wars 2 like I said I would, but I don't want to talk about it yet because it's it's an eight-hour game, Seth, at least uh, how long to beat says. So I want to finish that. Like, it's I'm maybe two hours in. So, you know, if I actually sit down and play it, I'm playing on normal. I'm not playing on any hard or legendary mode. So I should be able to beat it in the eight to ten hours, and I can report on it. And it I, seems like not not a lot for a game, but also it's kind of a boring game. So uh. you did you play it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I hope it's not too boring. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I'm mainly playing because I uh, I want to bridge the gap to Halo Infinite and find out a little more about these banished people. Um, yeah, I get which it. apparently existed the whole time the Covenant did, but the Covenant were too weak to do anything about them. Weird <laughs> premise for a bad guy, but sure, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I think they get into a little bit of that in the game, but I'm sure yeah. any necessary information is going to be in Halo Infinite. Yeah. And it would, in Fair. fact, be really stupid for them to leave important backstory in Halo Wars 2. <laughs> You mentioned that, um, <laughs> but there's been media we've consumed within the past year that has left story elements and other things that I shouldn't have am happened. aware. <laughs> so, um, like I've been, and I've said then that that is also yeah. not a good way to do it. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I would also, like to think. Oh, sorry. I, I my only hope is that uh, Tetsuya Nomura is not the director of Halo Infinite. So yeah. We'll see. There's some, it would yeah, certainly we'll be see. interesting <laughs> if he was. There's some rumors out there and uh, supposed leaks that Halo, um, that Halo makes, Infinite is makes actually Halo the next Kingdom Hearts be game. Be really interesting. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, oh, I don't know if you've read them. I, you know what? Don't. I want I you to not. experience them fresh. Um, so, <laughs> all right. 
I started playing CrossCode, and I'm going to have to just pick it up. I paid for it on the Nintendo Switch, and I'm just going to have to pay for it on a different game. No, I can uh, I can play it on my PC or the Xbox because that yeah, game... Yeah, it's unfortunate. The, I've heard that the, the performance on Switch is not great, um, uh, which is why I didn't buy it on Switch, even though it... it it would be a perfect game if it ran well on Switch. It is horrendous. Um, uh, shout out to... I, I would love to know the people that say they're playing it and have no issues at all because that's just a blatant lie. It's a lie. And I'm, I don't know what lie you're telling yourself. There's a couple of Twitter people out there that I know of that have said that. And, man... Um, you know, jaded. Yeah. J- you're looking at it with jaded glasses because it's weird because it slows down in areas that it shouldn't. And like, there are times where there's like ten enemies on screen and the game's running fine, but then there's times where you're running through the town and it like chugs. And it's like, hold on, this is a town area. Yeah, there's not ten moving things on the screen right now, so it's weird. Mm. Um, in some instances, there are 10 moving things on the screen, but, like, I'm talking the basic areas, Seth, not, like, uh, there. Yeah. there's a lot of slowdown in normal town areas, but when I'm fighting, like, 10 hedgehogs in a field, it's running just fine, <laughs> and that's just bizarre to me. And so I'm kind of deciding, I'm like two hours in, I'm kind of deciding that I'm just not going to put myself through this. I'm going to play it on... It also feels like it might be fun, more fun to play on a PC with, like, the the game's combat revolves around a little bit of, like, a twin-stick shooter sort of aspect. Yeah. So, yeah, that might be more fun with keyboard and mouse. Um, so we'll see. But it's it's so... I enjoy it so far, so much so that I'm willing to replay the two hours on a different system. So... It just sucks that I spent $15 and waited to play it when I could have played it on my PC this entire time because yep. it's been on Game Pass for, like, six months. So, yeah. You live and learn. Live and learn. But CrossCode. Whatever. Oh, it's whatever. fine. <laughs> uh, still, I liked it enough to replay it. So. Fair. Um, Forrest, what... What have you played? Uh, still working through the same old, same old, uh, uh, but with the uh, with the Halo Three releasing on PC for the PC Master Chief Collection, they did an update across both versions where they added in a new skull into Halo Three that mm. uh, it's called yeah, it's called the Acrophobia Skull, uh, which uh, it basic mic? yes and. You have to actually unlock it. You you can't find it, but you have to like kill three hundred forty three flying enemies. Which for yeah, exactly. I David just made a face. He made a stank face, and I had the same thought at first. But like I was already playing on a mission that had a bunch of drones flying around in uh, Halo Three, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna reload this checkpoint because the checkpoint is literally right before this this fight with them. So I could just reload it like 10 times and I'm set and I get it. And I did. So like it was like maybe 15 minutes at most of, you know, before the show, 
we talked about perfect times to listen to podcasts for us, <laughs> and that's a perfect I know. time. To well, I was talking to with a friend at the time. Okay, this was when so, I was staying up all night last night. <laughs> the, the listener doesn't know that, but now they do. Yes, so. and knowing is half the battle. The other so. half is joining the Discord and telling me how wrong I am in every case. <laughs> you played Halo Three <laughs> again, again, <laughs> and uh, so I got this skull, and it. You basically it just. You get the fly, but it doesn't f- handle well at all. So you double... I don't imagine it would. No. it does. It, you would hope that it would control at least, like, forge mode would, but it doesn't. Or at least something similar to that, it doesn't. Uh, so instead, to fly around, you, like, double tap A, and you have to hold it down. And whatever direction you're looking, both, like, vertically and horizontally, is, like, that's where you're going. So if you're looking up, then you're going to fly up. And, like, the physics of the game don't account for you being able to do this as a player. So, like, if you're going full speed and you hit anything, <laughs> you die. <laughs> and, like, it's it's stupid fun, but it could get really frustrating. But, like... This skull trivializes so many aspects of the game. I like I was just testing around with it last night. I beat all of Floodgate, which is the first mission that the flood show up in in Halo 3. I beat that in three minutes and 58 seconds. And then I did the Warthog run at the end of the game in like maybe a minute, yeah, a minute and a half. Just jump out and fly. Yeah, it, you just fly and you zoom and it just it trivializes so much but it i would love to play it seems it like it's gonna be fun like a weird speed run sort yes of thing, exactly right? like but uh it's one of those skulls where uh all, all the skulls in the game have like a uh, score multipliers and stuff this one has a time zero so like you're not like y- you don't get like any par time or par score achie- like achievements or whatever but i would love to like test this out in a co-op setting and just see what stupid annoying antics we like we could get up to for like an afternoon for like an hour or two you know but yeah that's my new experience of the week there you go yeah fun time um all right seth um we've we've set it up the floor is yours well, first of all, video games. <laughs> before that, I also have been playing CrossCode. Oh, um, oh, that's right. You just kind of brushed over wow. every time I attempted to jump in on that. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I've been playing Kings, it on the uh, the Xbox um, with my PS4 controller. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Is that that weird Haven. video you sent the other day? Yes. You sent a video in the Discord, oh. and I was like, what? Because the, <laughs> yeah. it's not clear you're playing your Xbox. I was like, oh, he's just playing it on PS4. Even. No, I, <laughs> I tried to show the, the Xbox uh, light on in the video. Uh, um, because you... as you said, part of this is... It, um, the Part of the game, like the combat, has a sort of twin-stick shooter element. Um, and my good old Xbox One controller... The right stick has like this dead zone at like the top right of Ooh. it. So it's, anytime I would controllers. I controllers. <laughs> well, look, this is like an OG Xbox One controller. So yeah, mine's starting that, to fall apart too. I mean, and I I don't do a whole lot. It's just like to I'm not like throwing it or anything. It's just yeah, 
you know, at some point the technology's going to wear down. And so, yeah, yep. like I had this dead zone in it that makes it very hard to aim precisely in moments <laughs> in which you need to be able to aim precisely. Jeez. Uh, it also would make it so the uh, uh, aiming reticle comes up um, like when I'm not even trying to aim and hinders my movement. And it it was a it was annoying. So that's right. I have hacked my way into playing my Xbox with my PS4 controller. Yeah, um, I was. Let me ask about that real quick. I didn't even know okay. that that was an option. How how well, did you manage that? You you um, said you hacked it. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh, I'm not. I didn't do any actual. Not hacking. literally. Okay. Um, what I did was I installed a program on my laptop um, that um, identifies. Okay. Uh, uh, PlayStation 4 controllers as Xbox 360 controllers. And then I opened up the Xbox streaming um, wow. and streamed okay. the Xbox to my PC, oh, which had my, my PS4 controller plugged this in is while playing it on the TV. Wow. This is, <laughs> this is galaxy brain this is, moves here, yeah, Seth. This is so insane. <laughs> you're, you're thinking bigger oh, than everyone. Yeah, I really wow. am. And I actually kind of like it, but just because... Um, I feel like all the, this time, all the, the time away from my PlayStation. Well, it, it's mostly just shooter. like I had been playing PS4, uh, like yeah, at, like just PS4 for like three months, and so I am used to the feel of the controller. Um, That's fair, uh, and it's the joysticks aren't busted, so you know, <laughs> big. Nice that's stuff. a big plus. Um, and I and I didn't I I probably could have done it with the pro controller the switch pro controller but the the way that the joysticks work in that one makes me think it wouldn't be as uh, um, precise but yeah so crosscode I I I really enjoy this game um, I, it's unfortunate that you've had a rough go with your with your initial playthrough of the game but I think this is a really cool game um it's it it's got this really awesome setup or a really interesting setup like it's set in the far future on this planet called Shadoon um that at some point in that humans earthlings in in their t- attempts to map out the stars they stumbled on this planet um and like discovered these kind of ancient artifacts of of a long um of a race that used to be there a long time ago and has since left. Um, and, you know, they, as humans do, they try to start and to, to, to basically bind the planet of its resources. Um, and there was, they encountered like this kind of sentient self defense system, um, that, uh, stopped them. And then it, the self defense system was also this kind of like ancient proving ground for this, for this race of the of, of people who used to live here, where people had to go on this uh, into these like temples and master these four elements, um, so all this happened that and humans figured out a way to make this work for them, and at some point, like I, I haven't, I don't know the whole backstory, but they figure out in order to make this work, they will turn this planet into an MMORPG, where people log in uh, and. A- their avatars are created on this planet 
and they are able to run around and do these quests and and so it's this really cool setup where like you're on this planet um where there are humans living like actual humans live there and then there are also these kind of ai people uh like npcs that are there to just give quests and and trade items with players um it's really it's it, it's it's kind of a cool premise um and it's a it's a very fun game it kind of like takes cues from the legend of zelda and like the mana games um and and that you're you're kind of going through this open world and and you get into into these battles with with different enemies uh, and it's all kind of um what's the word i'm thinking of it's it's uh, it's it's all real time battling um it's got this art style that is very reminiscent of um super nintendo era square games um mm. the music's really cool uh the 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 dungeons are are like they're like legend of zelda dungeons but kind of ramped up to this to a high gear um it's it's a very fun game i'm having a lot of fun with it uh i i really i i, I think it's very cool and uh, I understand why this game got all of the praise that it has gotten up to this point. Because um, it's super fun. Yeah, I love especially the the passive voice the game has. Um, like when you're walking around, the world feels really fleshed out because characters are talking, even though you are not talking to them. And you can see that, which is kind of neat. Yeah, um, one of the since the since the setup of the game is that you are like in this MMO... Um, like there, are, you'll constantly that you'll find like groups of other people who are presumably players that you can you can listen in on, and it also does the thing like, um, when you're in when you're playing an actual MMO, like how players will just like spawn into these hub worlds and you can see them running around, like it does that. Like they're not actual players, obviously, they're just like, um creations right. of the game but it, it has like just random characters running around all these different screens it really um there's a lot of detail that makes the world feel authentic and lived in yeah they they do a really good job of simulating the idea of the open world of the yeah. mmo so mm-hmm. it's uh it's neat um some of the combat was hard for me to get a hold of but i think that's also because i was playing it handheld yeah, so. the combat is interesting. It's um, you have a melee attack, and you have this kind of um, ranged weapon that works as like a twin stick shooter, where you use the right uh, stick to aim it and shoot it. Um, and like you have to use different attacks on different enemies, and it's 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 kind of tough. It, it's definitely tough at the beginning to sort of figure out how to integrate both of these. Um, uh so it's 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 a little awkward at first but it's a it's a cool it's i I think it it works it made me feel good Forrest. that's kind of funny they the characters bring up that your class is hard to master um which is funny they're like man you chose spheromancer that's like a rare one because it's real difficult to like use yeah and uh yeah it's because it it kind of is um (laughs) But it's it's fun. I, I like the characters you meet in the beginning. I'm sure you meet a better cast later. Um, so yeah, I'm with you, Seth. I'm enjoying it. I just 
It sucks that my first two hours have to be redone, but it's fine. I'll I will live. Uh, but I still want to play this game, so yeah, and I will. Yep, it's 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 a lot of fun so far. I've been Just, I've been really enjoying it. It's it 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 hits a lot of notes. Like it it has the kind of Super Nintendo feel and art style, but it also in in places it has reminded me of uh, like Xenoblade. Um, mm-hmm. just in, in the world design and some of the stuff you have to do and even in the music there's been tracks that uh, sound a lot like it and it, the a lot of the dungeons reminded me of stuff from Golden Sun um, mm. so it's it's nice. it's hit it's hit a, it's hit a lot of uh, a lot of uh, what a, buttons for me it's pushed a lot of, of buttons for me that I in first games that I like all right was there anything else you've played that you maybe want to touch on? Um, no, I don't think so. All right, good show. <laughs> <laughs> Great. No, so I'm going to make you talk about this game. Yeah, I guess. I guess we have to get into Last of Us 2. Uh, it's, it, it's sort of weird because it's been two weeks since I last um, touched on it. Um so I remember I explicitly did not talk about some of the spoiler stuff. So I'm gonna go ahead and and sort of spoil all that stuff and kind of set the stage for what happens. Yeah, um, yeah. Re re warning. Like we're we're talking about the stuff. Right. So the big I guess the biggest thing is that uh, first few hours of this game, um, uh, if if you'll remember. We have, of course, Ellie, um, who we all know and love. Uh, there's this other character, though, that you play as named Abby, um, who is, like, she's interested at the beginning of the game, and, um, like, she's with this party who have come to the city, Jackson, where Ellie is living. Um, and, cl- like, you don't really know who they are or what they're doing, but it's pretty clear by the way they're talking that they're up to no good. Um, in playing with her, she like gets sort of ambushed by a horde of zombies and is saved by Joel. Um, they then are on the run from the zombies and Abby's like, Hey, come back to this place, um, uh, where we're, we're safe. And so they, they go back there and they're all fine. Um, and then the, as we find out that this whole group has come to this place specifically to find Joel and to kill him, um, which they do pretty brutally. Um, Abby kind of takes a golf club and tortures him for a while. Uh, at some point, Ellie ends up like Ellie hears that Joel is, has, hadn't showed up at his, um, uh, he was on patrol and Ellie so Ellie goes to find him. She arrives on the scene just in time to watch Joel get his head bashed in by Abby. Um, and so that's kind of the, it, it's this big shock right at the beginning of the game. Uh, and it kind of sets up what, um, what uh, Ellie, like it sets up the kind of story of the game. Ellie is going after these people to get revenge on Joel. Um, and I don't know. Um, 
it's it's so weird. I don't really know how to go about talking about this um, because so the game like it 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 takes place. There's a three day stretch where you play as Ellie as she is going through Seattle and kind of hunting down all the people from this party uh, to try and and find Abby. And in the course and in, in in like the course of doing that, she is um, killing most of them. Um, and then it sort of after those three days it switches perspective to abby and you play as her and and see what she had been doing in those three days um and the those at at the end of that three days um those two storylines come to a head where they finally uh have this confrontation um and they fight each other uh, I, I remember last week I told you how I was kind of left off at this weird place where um, it sort of like I thought the game was going to end and then it sort of introduced this kind of last <laughs> yeah. arc. Um, so the the story of Abby, uh, I guess I should say, so Ellie's story is kind of weird um, just because... I don't know. Let me let me just get through. So the Abby like I'm I'm patient. I'm I'm listening. Yeah. It's just I don't I don't really know how to uh quantify all my thoughts on this game. Um because like I so having played The Last of Us the the first one, I came into this game sort of I guess where everyone sort of comes into it. They they sort of have an automatic um inclination to empathize with Ellie um and to be upset over Joel's killing and so like you're not really supposed to like Abby and so that's where I was for a lot and when when it so when it finally makes you play as Abby it's like well great I don't I am super not excited to do this right um and then I was especially more unexcited because at the end of Abby's of the three day Seattle segment with Abby, you arrive at um to to confront Ellie and then you basically then you have to fight Ellie. Um which was a really annoying sequence. Um because first of all I didn't want Abby to win this fight and yet I had to do it in order to pro- progress through the game. Um and also because like Ellie was like I died like a bunch of times. Yeah, I heard that Ellie is like very like she difficult. plays she plays as if there's a player controlling her. Uh-huh. Um, and so like you don't hmm. you can't really rely on the dumb AI of of the other enemies. Um Yeah. And so like it felt like she had an advantage the whole time and was the better fighter and yet I still had to sort of brute force my way through this to to get to the conclusion that they want to get out of this fight. But Ellie, uh, Abby wins the fight, um, and Abby is about to kill her and his... And, well, she's about to kill the... What's her name? The... Gosh, I can't even remember these characters' names. <laughs> Dina? Um, Dina, yeah. And then Lev. I don't know. I don't remember if we talked about Lev. No, uh, we'll we didn't talk, talk about, about Lev. Lev. Uh, Another character kind of gets Abby to stop. Um, and so the game is sort of 
left there. Um, it then pick, picks up, however, later. Um, gosh, uh, it's it's an indeterminate amount of time, but it's certainly much later. Um, Ellie is living on a farm with Dina and Dina's child. Um, and it's kind of... Ellie is certainly is seems to be having a tough time dealing with this, with her her experiences in Seattle, and out of nowhere comes um, Tommy, who says, "Hey, I I think I know where Abby is. You got to go kill her because I can't go because I'm I got all these injuries from when we were in Seattle before." Um, and though Dina try uh tries to plead with her to not go ellie does go she tracks him down to santa barbara um you go through this situation with this weird i guess biker gang who is uh enslaving people uh and then seemingly turning them into zombies isn't Um, this the i want to note is isn't this the trailer the first trailer or is that no i don't earlier in the game like the one where they have people the first time they announced Last of Us Two, is that I this don't know. Game? I, there was nothing about this stuff that I recall from uh, previous okay stuff. Um, so Abby Ellie goes through this, finds Abby who has kind of been hung up on on and what is like essentially like uh, a, a cross. Basically, she's just kind of been hung up out in the. Uh, elements for weeks just to to die um ellie cuts her down and and they're about they're they're both about to leave uh like abby takes her to these boats and um the um ellie's about to they're they're both about to leave and ellie's like no we have to fight uh abby doesn't want to and then ellie threatens lev who is her companion who we will talk about who i'll talk about later um and so Abby's like, all right, we'll fight each other. And then they get into this kind of slugfest. And eventually uh, Ellie gets the upper hand is about to drown her. And then uh, she has this kind of vision of Joel and decides not to do it. Um, uh, and then she kind of, she leaves and goes back to the farm and Dina's long gone. And uh, I don't know, it's all, it's, I'm so far removed that I don't really, I, I I don't have like the emotional attachment to it anymore. And also, um, there's some weird things about this game. So, the game at like, I they were explicitly like, I, so like I said when we were talking about Ubisoft, I don't think that a game has to have like a message, um, in order for it to be a good game. Um, like, I'm not going into a Mario Odyssey expecting it to teach me about the nature of life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that but, be something? But, like, so... I don't need that in a game. Um, but you... But when a game is trying to say something, and, like, just... it, It doesn't, like work it's it's it it's it's weird um a lot of people have talked about like how this game is about cycles of violence and and revenge and 
and hatred and stuff and I guess I get that that's all there um uh it's it's strange so I over the last week I I listened to this uh Waypoint Radio did this big 6 hour long um uh podcast yeah. bonanza uh talking about this game and they are well they did a better job and there are a lot of other people who have written who will have much better takes on this than I do um but one of the things that was that stuck out to me in that um that sort of altered i didn't it didn't really alter my viewpoint about this game um but it did sort of make me understand like okay maybe this is why some of this stuff did not hit for me um so neil druckman um he has been kind of put up as by sony as kind of like the face and the voice of this game um certainly game development teams are more than one people and we've talked about this like when we talk about hideo kojima how um even like we want to put all the praise on the director for for doing this stuff but it's a lot of a lot of people worked a lot uh on this game and we'll talk about that too um so Neil Druckmann, he grew up in um, Israel, moved uh, eventually to America. And in his um, speaking about, like, the development of this game, um, he... So I, this was stuff that I didn't know beforehand until he, listening to it on this podcast because I really hadn't, I hadn't read anything about this game because I was afraid that if I read anything, I would find spoilers to it which seemed like it was probably the right call um yeah there was everything written about it had spoilers um yeah so i was unaware of this stuff like uh about neil Druckmann and his um the stuff that influenced the story he wanted to tell here um so i was listening to this podcast and they brought it brought it up this quote that neil Druckmann um he gave in talking about the game in like this washington post article he was saying how this, um, the game, the, the, the themes in the game are like they, you can trace them to this um, incident in uh, like the early 2000s when Neil was living in Israel and he saw this video of like this lynching that happened uh, in Israel. And he talked about how like the hatred he felt for those, felt for the the people in the video at the time and how he wished that he could inflict the kind of pain on those people in the video that 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 the people that were being lynched were feeling um and so there's a quote that uh he 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 gave in this article in which i heard on this podcast where he said i landed on this emotional idea of can we over the course of this game make you feel this intense hate that is universal in the same way that unconditional love is universal the the hate that people feel has the same kind of universal universality um and so when i heard this it's it's a strange quote and it's a strange idea uh and it's and when i heard it it like it made me understand a lot of what is in the game that i thought was strange um because i don't feel this kind of universal hate 
for other people. Like, I don't really understand this concept. Um, and this game presents a world where, like, everyone, the answer to everything that, in, in every scenario, basically, the answer that people, that people are going to give you is with violence. And that the only way that you can react with that is violence. Um, like, there are no scenarios in the game where people who try to do stuff, where the characters in the game, when they try to do stuff like, um, out of, like, to act out of kindness and to help other people, where those people are not repaid with violence. Um, and yet at the same time, this game kind of wants to tell you, hey, violence is bad. And yet, um... Everyone in, like, that is, there. there's no way in, outside of, like, the game kind of hammering it over, over the head, like, saying, hey, violence is bad, don't be violent. That's not really, like, that doesn't exist in the game. Like, there are not opportunities for you to not be violent. Like, you do not have the, it's, it's the characters that, they, you're never provided the option of being, of choosing a peaceful route. Um... And, and I, from and from no, what I understand from listening to that show and stuff, that the when you do try to push back against the game, it sort of like punishes you for it. Like the character gets up and just starts going at it again. Like there's right, it's like it. it there's zero option. Yeah. So the game like presupposes that you are going to approach every scenario with the intent to kill everyone. And so all of the all of the enemies are always going to be antagonistic toward you, um, and that kind of turns into like it. It makes it so. Yes, you're right that this is going to be my intention because that is the game which you have created for me to do. Um, it it sort of it rings hollow to say like, hey, all this stuff you're doing is really bad when that is like. The only stuff that the only tools you have provided me to work with are through violence, and yet you want to be like, "Hey, look at all this bad stuff that you're doing. It's so bad. You shouldn't do this." Um, and it's just it's weird, uh, and it's like the reason like I'm not able to talk about like again. It's been over a week since I played it, um, and. I don't I don't really have it's it's hard for me to talk about it just because my sort of viewing of it has been clarified I guess like I, as the game ended I wasn't really sure what the deal was like how I felt about it um and now that I understand like this is where he was like where the main like authorial voice of this was coming from and how that just is so deeply in contrast with like how I feel personally um and also with what the game was allowing me to do it's just like I don't why you 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 so badly wanted to have this impactful statement in this game and let and yet nothing the the game itself doesn't like it doesn't None of what it says, like, works. Like, it doesn't... It's like a house of cards. Like, the stuff that you're building on does not... 
it does it doesn't reach this end goal that you think it does even though the 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 narrator is like telling me this like nothing that led up to it made me think oh you know this game really has a point um and it's just it's weird so i i i don't really know how to like even talk about the game at this point i do want to defend you a little bit real quick um so earlier on you said that a game doesn't have to have a point for you to play it right or for you to like it right um but there are a lot of games that you play that genuinely do have a point and mean something and you've recommended them to me because of that so i want the listener to know if you haven't been listening for the last three years it's not that Seth just likes shallow games. He does like to play games that make him feel things, and he also looks at them critically. So I, I just want to throw that I out I mean, I try there. my best to have a critical eye, but um, it's, this, this game kind of frustrates me, uh, as you can tell, like, in talking about it. It's because so there's so many good things in this game that are the game part of the game so <laughs> that sentence may not make any sense but let me explain no 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 it, it does the so it. the like the physical act of interacting with the world and and the going through like combat sequences like the stuff it's very good um like it feels good and the stuff is smartly designed and there are just these little flourishes like how great it feels to chuck a brick through a, a glass window. Um, like, that is... Like, it never ceased to be, like, this little moment of joy when it's like, ooh, there's there's a window. There's a, there's a space in there that I can get through, but there's a window that's preventing me, so I'm going to find this brick and throw it through it and watch the glass shatter. Like, it's, it's, so, it's so wonderful. Uh, and there's li- other little like environmental things like that that are really nice. Um, there are the the characters in this game, even the ones I don't like, are just. I think they're really well written, um, and they are incredibly acted, and like the you, f- I fully buy into these like r- relationships as they already exist like they're 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 so um they're done in such a way that like i fully get the dynamics of these relationships like without like needing next to any backstory just by on the interaction of these characters i understand like i kind of understand who they like what these relationships are and 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 these moments like um in between characters are so good um that like there so there are these my so I, some of my i think my favorite moments in this game so even though Joel dies at the beginning of it you are throughout the game there are many flashback sequences where um that are kind of i guess meant to sort of clarify Joel's uh Ellie's relationship with Joel and sort of why she would feel the need to go to these extent to go to like these links to to get revenge and that's that's a whole issue unto itself but like the interaction between Ellie and Joel are just 
they're so good and they're so convincing um and they are at moments like incredibly heartwarming and at other moments like they're incredibly awkward and the tension you can you really feel that tension um and it's really good uh like so much of this game is really fun to play like even even though i didn't like abby at first i did grow to like her um just because i enjoyed like as much as i wanted to not enjoy it going into her the game because of how good it felt to play and all the good stuff like it made me enjoy her 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 gameplay sequence um and she has a she's like she's got a the only real character arc in the game is is abby's and it's uh she's got it's designed to give her redemption for this crime at the beginning that you're supposed to to hate her for but i guess that's the that's part of it too like it's as someone who i mean i've watched last of us 2 i've watched a bunch of footage yep. i know a bunch about it and i know uh i played half of the first one like the abby stuff is more like justice i guess it's also a crime um but the way they like i don't know i don't know i so it's hard to call it justice like yeah because another one of the the, the big one of another big themes about this game is dads so this this is <laughs> another game in a long line of games yeah. about dads and how sony sony loves dad how we, simulator how we, the, the kind of love-hate relationship we have we have with our parents and like the way our the, the the ways that our parents hurt us in uh in unintention unintentionally and um so like ellie's whole thing is is abby took away her dad and the relationship she had with her dad or something like that and so she's got to go off and kill her um we learned through abby's uh arc that um abby's father was the doctor who at the end of the last of us one was going to operate on ellie and and presumably uh make a vaccine and who joel killed um and so at the outset you kind of when you learn that you're like okay it sort of makes sense that abby would want to do this and she's kind of you know she's kind of right um like at first so hold on let me back up when abby kills joel you initially find out that abby was a member of the fireflies and you're like oh okay so i understand why she came all this way to kill joel because he basically killed uh any hope of humans defeating this virus and so you're like yeah i sort of get that it makes sense um, I don't like it, but I can sort of understand it. But as you progress through the game, it turns out, no, the actual reason Abby wanted to do that was only because Joel killed her dad. Um, and so it becomes less about justice and more about, like, well, that's kind of... That kind of makes that mean less to me. Um, but also, like, honestly, I, I didn't so much care about her reasons to do it. Um... Like, it didn't matter at all that much to me. Uh, and learning about them didn't really affect what I felt for her. Um, I guess because I was in that mode of I want to get revenge on her the way that Neil Druckmann wanted me to feel. Um, 
But also at the same time, by the end of the game, when you are in this situation to get revenge on Abby, I was like, well, I don't really even want to do this anymore. I don't care anymore. It's been so long since the inciting incident. Um, and I've just become kind of numb to the game at this point. I just kind of want to get it over uh, that I didn't like I didn't really care about the revenge story anymore. Um, so I don't know. Which like, if you get if you feel that way, you think the character would also get uh, somewhat of a sense of getting over that sort of feeling, but yeah. they don't. I don't know. So that's that is definitely a weird thing about Ellie, and one that I did think about at some point. It's like, so you're in, you're multiple days into this trip. Ellie has killed so many people and has taken all these bullets, and it's like, man, at some point you'd think you would. Uh, Maybe think, all right, maybe this isn't worth it. Um, and it's interesting. There, So Dina in the game, she she starts off as Ellie's companion. Um, and eventually it is revealed that she is pregnant um, with her ex-boyfriend's kid. Uh, and she is having, like, morning sickness. And so they just kind of remove her from the game, uh, which is was dumb but i understood it because dina would not fit into the story like they had to remove her because at, at that point there would be no way to keep her as an active participant and her continue to like go with this thing like she would have right, she would have right. been the one that would be like hey this is dumb we should leave and so they're like, well, we have to get rid of her so that we can keep this game going forward. Um, so, like, as much as I like the characters, the way some of them are handled is not the best. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's 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 kind of a mess because on the one hand, the, I enjoyed stuff in the game, and on the other hand, it's it's so heavy-handed uh, and. So to to the point of like I have become even without having a, a thoughts on the kind of idea that you were pushing me like by the end of the game I was like I've this has just become a video game for me on because of how heavy-handed everything is and how much gore there is like it at some point it removed me from what the game was trying to tell me and so i didn't i didn't care by the end of it and then to after the fact learn about what the sort of the backstory of the motivations behind this game it's like well that does not work for me yeah uh and then um to add into that the stuff leading up to the release of this game where it came out like the horrible conditions of crunch that were going on at naughty dog in order to finish this game um that it's just like it it's so it's so messy and 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 it's just it's hard for me to to look over all of that weird stuff and negative stuff in order right. to to, right. to be like hey the game itself, I enjoyed stuff in it. Um, because I'm not really down on the game. It's just this, like, is it worth it? Um, yeah. And for some people... But 
So that is, but that is like a very specifically me thing because of like my sort of beliefs and viewpoints and my willingness and my seeking of engaging in, in the stuff uh, about video games and like the stuff of video games culture outside of just like the games itself because there and it is like this is borne out by all the glowing reviews uh, of this game but I fully under like you remove all of that stuff from the scenario um I can uh, like I understand how a person can see can take this game on face value and really enjoy it and like say yeah that it was a very powerful message and just like fully love this game um and I'm sure like there there are some listeners who are in that mold and like they're not really interested in all of the sort of background stuff in video games and just want to like play this story um and those people probably like it and like i like parts of the game um but it's i don't know man like it's it's hard for me to say that i (laughs) that like that that i think this is a good game because while it's an incredibly well-made game and there are some really like outstanding parts of it um it's tough. I and this is, this is not even to get into, um, <laughs> the like the representation issues. Like there are, yeah, like yeah. all of three black characters in this game. Um, and I'm you basically brutally murder all of them, and only uh, one only of them one speaks. of them, yeah, <laughs> and you torture her. Um, yeah, the. Yeah. There is um so certainly the the big deals that of, of the lesbian romance or the the romance of um Ellie and Dina is is a big part of this game um which I guess is done pretty well like uh, I've I'm, heard that it's I've heard that's done fairly well. Yeah, I liked what I saw um, of it. Like, it, if it was if not the one. but again, like I'm the, not I'm not I'm not a lesbian, so right, I don't right. really <laughs> I can't really speak to that stuff. I think um, the one issue I heard Maddie Myers bring up uh, was that they it's a lesbian couple viewed through a straight lens. So there's you know yeah, a definitive so male and female. There's that like thing. Mm. There is the Another thing I learned after the fact, the, the, when you're playing as the Abby sequence, uh, is kind of the whole background of that is she works for this, uh, the WLF, um, who is this paramilitary organization who came in, they took control after kicking out the federal government people. Uh, and they are currently in this conflict with this cult called the Seraphites. Um, uh, as you, move through the game abby eventually meets this character lev who has been who is being who is like an apostate from the seraphite group because uh it turns out that he is um he's trans masculine um and that is a no-go in uh in 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 the seraphite culture 
uh, for whatever reason, um, like they can't allow this. They they don't allow. Uh, he was also going to be uh, forced to be a child bride, which is also gross. Um, so you have this paramilitary organization going up against this cult, and as another thing I learned after the fact is that conflict is pretty explicitly based off of the Israel-Palestine conflict, um, which is like when you make those parallels, like the it's kind of gross the way that they are portraying these two sides, um, and it's like the it's I don't know it it's there's a lot of <laughs> hard stuff in this game for me to get by uh, in order to get the the good stuff on the inside. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I want to ask you one thing because we we talked about this when you last talked about the game, and it's that um, the situation with Ellie and Joel ends off seemingly very rough, and then Joel dies. Right? Yeah. So um, Ellie and Ellie and Joel's uh, arc is strange, and the only way it works, like it explicitly tricks the player. Um, and to, like, it, it gives you a false impression of what is actually going on right, by right. Um, putting certain flashbacks in certain sequences. Um, so it makes it seem like their their relationship resolves as the game resolves, but when, in fact, that is not what happened. Um, like, the game sort of sets up at the beginning that there's this kind of tension between Ellie and Joel, and you don't really know why. Um, uh, as, as the game progresses you find out that Ellie found out that that Joel that like she could have like she could have been the vaccine and Joel basically took that choice away from her uh, and so you're like well okay I understand this conflict between these people um, and then it it turns out like so there's this moment with this fight between them that precedes the events of the games and it's kind of like Man, that's a heartbreaker because, like, they got in this big fight the night before, um, the night before Joel dies, and so you understand why, like, Ellie would be so upset, like, she never got this chance to have resolution with her dad. But then, in the waning moments of the game, as as Ellie is suffocating Abby, and the life is slowly draining out of her body, she has this vision of Joel and and this memory, this flashback where. She went and saw Joel after this fight that they had at the dance, and they basically um, had this. They they resolved their issues and kind of put this the next foot forward, and 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 so it turns out they were actually throughout the entire game, or like there was no real conflict between them, um, like they had resolved their issues, and I guess that is like Ellie is having this flashback and that is what allows her to let Abby live even though like she it's not like like the the game gives you this not this knowledge at the very end of the game and positions that as this is like the acquisition of this knowledge is why Ellie is choosing to let Abby live even though 
Even in though she's the had timeline time. of the game, she are she like she would have known this the whole time, and like there would be no issues. So like the whole conflict with their story with with their relationship is that you think that Ali that Ellie and Joel's were they left off in this place of unrest and that they would never get a chance to resolve uh their relationship and you kind of understand oh well so i understand why this would drive a person to go um and get revenge because of this kind of uh, resolution of this relationship that was that was taken from them um but it's like no actually she did resolve that relationship and if that was enough to allow her to like for let Abby go in the end why was like why was it not a th- issue why did that not come up beforehand like I, I, the reason is because they had to they have to have they had to contrive re- reasons for Ellie to keep going on this journey um, but like it's sort of knowing that it sort of paints while it's it's a very nice moment and it does give you that kind of um warm fuzzies inside knowing oh they they actually they loved each other and they they said they were sorry basically and uh, everything was fine between them uh and so i'm i can feel good about ellie and joel at the end um and i did get that but at the same time it's like well why did this matter now and not beforehand like in in the months or however long the, the weeks leading up to before they went to Seattle or in the time that they that she was roaming around the city just murdering people um why did it never come up then uh also when when you were confronting Abby how come no one ever like they never talked about it like the whole battle i when they fought each other, I was really expecting this moment where they were going to be like, hey, this is why I hate you and I have to, to fight you. But, like, none of that ever happens. That's just kind of... It's because of the none blind of the characters rage, ever. None, none of the characters ever, but... The blind uh, rage at humanity makes you ignore all sensibilities. Yes. And the funny thing about that is, before that, ha- that fight happens, Ellie had resolved to leave. Like, they're like, all right, well... <laughs> Uh, Dean is pregnant. We can't really keep her here anymore. We got to go back to Jackson. And they were about to leave. Not to um, jab too much, but the blind rage makes you search your name and then jump in people's mentions on Twitter to defend your game. <laughs> the blind rage <laughs> controls you. Yeah, it's 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 a a strange game for me. Yeah, um, I just a lot of weird conflicting stuff. That left me in a, a a very strange place. Uh, yeah, it makes me very sad that there. That was one of the biggest things I took away from the Waypoint podcast too, which I'm glad you did. Um, and I I think people should. I know you listened to Seth talk about it and me a little bit. I haven't played the game, but I've listened to the discourse and I've watched a bunch of the game, but. Um, that that episode is very good, and there's a lot of good articles about the game and why it works the way it does and wh- what inspired it. 
Um, but it does make me very sad that there are people that feel this way about humanity. Um, and it also makes me very sad. Yeah, that it must people... be like tough to if, to to live and have this be your, like if this is your viewpoint on the world. Yeah, like that's that's kind of a bummer. Like, and then there's people that are playing this and not scratching a bit below the surface. Um, and then they're also feeding into this idea that humanity is just giant turd bags to each other. And I, I think that people can be bad, but I don't think at our base we are. And it's, it's rough. And I, I honestly don't know if I could have played the game. I, and I know that's fine. I'm like, you can tell me I'm, you know, I don't like to play games that make me feel sad or whatever. And no, I play a ton of games that make <laughs> me feel sad. Get off me. Like, but this, I cannot identify with this viewpoint of yeah. humanity. Um, and it's so weird because, like, even some of the bleakest stuff, like, you t I'm sure that this game is going to be compared to a little bit like Walking Dead where there's a bunch of sadness and the, you know, humanity's the monster. But that, even that has, We are the like, virus. We are the virus. <laughs> um, even that has more of a shining outlook on humanity. Like, once we band together, we can figure it out. Um, and it doesn't seem like this has much of that. And, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I, I feel bad for, you know, Neil Druckmann. Maybe he just needs to make a Jack and Daxter game, and it'll make him a little happier or something. I think you're quite right on that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, I'm, I'm both glad that you picked up that stuff, Seth, but also sad because like, I, I know that there are some sequences in the game that I wish I could play through um, they're like that I've seen, like the, the red light room where... Like that just seems yeah. like such an interesting sequence to play, yeah. Yeah, and some fun. of the some of the chase sequences. Um, but I'm not willing to put myself through a 35 hour game to to play one or two sequences. You know, and it's a 35 hours that feels a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it's it's not like a Persona Five seven hours where you start and then it's like, oh no, this has been my whole day. <laughs> I haven't moved. Um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, we, we argue for games as art and we want games to be art. And so we get games like this that strive to be art and in missing the mark to some people really hit it to others. And, you know, the discourse, we, it's the, the infamous discourse. So um, would you, I, I don't know if you said it fully, Seth, would you <laughs> recommend for this? Would you suplex certify this game? I'm not going to certify this game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I know there's a lot of people who will like it. So I don't know. It's up to you. It's interesting. This is a game that it's, I, I don't really know what to feel about. Like, so it's basically, I'm ex at the exact same point as I was two weeks ago. Like, I don't, I don't know what to feel about this. Uh, I think 
don't, I, I can't even, I can't even say what like a percentage is of what worked versus what doesn't work for me. It's just which like, is, which is the, so th- like it's the thing I hate about review scores right now. Like if I were to if I were to sit here and press your feet to the coals to give me a one out of ten, I don't I don't trust that you feel like you could accurately do that, um, because there's so many factors in play. And yet everyone is just slapping nines and tens on this bad boy. And I don't know. The reviewer discourse is something else. But even just saying yes or no, I think someone else should play this. You know, it's it's difficult for you. Yeah. And I don't know. I think for me, like the I don't know that the experience of playing the game was worth it. In the end, um, but like I, I also can't really say that it's a bad game. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's I don't really know what to feel with this game. Um, yeah. Maybe you'll come back in a month and hash it out, or you'll. I, I hope not. I don't really want to even talk about this game anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we, we won't. Uh, uh, until the, the DLC comes out where he plays Abby on that island, wherever she goes, oh which is going to happen. I um, hope not. So, also, I don't, I don't really need to see her being enslaved and tortured for however long. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Not to leave you on a dour note, but... That was our, or Seth's review of The Last of Us 2. I'm glad that one of us put ourselves through it, but <laughs> I'm also sad that you had to put yourself through it. Yeah. Uh. Um, but it's, it's good. I hope, that, I hope that you, the listener, uh, if you, even if you didn't agree with Seth, learned something about a way that you could view the game, um, and you didn't just turn it off blindly, because you were frustrated with some of the stuff he said. Um, because I think a lot of people just end up praising this game for how great it is and refusing to listen to um, critical voices. So I mean, like, I get it. This game has all the hallmarks of, like, a 10 out of 10 game. Um, yeah, it's the And, it's a, the and game, a, lot of it's... People, a lot of people just aren't interested in that other stuff, which I, I understand, like... For some people, games are an escape, and they don't really want to deal with that stuff. I don't know that this is exactly the best game you want to go if you need to escape uh, <laughs> what is happening in the world right now. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I guess this, it's, it's there for those people who want it. Um, it's the movie designed to win Oscars. Like yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, certainly, it's certainly an experience. Yep. That's a good back-of-the-box quote, and we'll end on that. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode. It's certainly been an experience. We will talk to you next week. And, oh, next week, Wednesday, it's probably going to be a big episode again because we got that first party showcase. Yep. So, and we'll be able to have some of our first... Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Probably. Maybe Paper Mario. It's not ghosts. I keep saying ghosts. It's Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, there's just the one ghost. The S runs around in there a lot. 
So Ghost of Tsushima, Paper Mario, um, Seth and Another I are taking game of, a... of which the the uh, <laughs> early the impressions are interesting. <laughs> yeah, much like with uh, Watch Dogs, it's the stuff that people have to say about this game is uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. Um, Seth and I are taking a small vacation this weekend, so we're not even able to dive into Ghost of Tsushima Ooh. right away. But I'll be playing Paper Mario this weekend for sure. Nice. While we're in on our little vacation, which will be nice. So we will talk to you next week with all of that. That's going to be a solidly big episode, and should be fun. We'll, we'll see you next and week. I, and I won't. I won't have the shadow of. Talking about Last of Us too, so. looming yeah. over that'll you. Be, that'll be good for me. Maybe you finally excise the spirit so you can play Apex with me. Yeah, um, with oh, both I, of I us. don't know about that, <laughs> Seth. Please. So, all right, we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. See ya.